Welcome to the August edition of the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Rob Spicker, Assistant Director in the Communications Department and your host for our conversation today. As our students are getting ready to head back to class, one of the top questions for parents always is about their security. Is my child going to be safe when at school? Well, the school district is taking yet another step this coming month to make sure that our campuses are as safe as they possibly can be. OpenGate. It's a weapons detection system, and it's going to be able to identify weapons and other contrabands that are brought into school campuses. Any visitor carrying these things in is subject to a search. Well, Dave Newland, he's the executive director for us here at the Safety and Security at the School District of Lee County, and our guest for today to tell us a little more about OpenGate. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Thank you for having me. So, so to start off this conversation, can you tell us kind of what is and what is not OpenGate? So OpenGate is the first fully open weapon detection system. Again, it's not a metal detector. It's got two freestanding pillars that you'd walk through. Doesn't require to be plugged in. It works as it's charged. And the idea of this system is you can walk through with all of your belongings in your your uh, your pockets, your backpack, your your purse, your bags, without having to take it off prior to going to through that uh, the open gate machine versus a metal detector. Yeah, so unlike the airport, it's going to be should be a little smoother, a little faster. The idea is to keep a steady line going through the two open pillars as you normally would walk into any establishment without having to stop and take everything out of your pockets mm -hmm. and empty your purses or backpack. So with that, sort of describe the process. Um, what is going to happen as a student arrives at school in the morning? When you first get to school in the morning, you'll, we'll have signs posted to let anybody know, uh, students or, or anybody coming to the school, that you're getting ready to go through a weapon detection system. One of the things that will indicate is ha if you have a Chromebook, please have your Chromebook out. As you walk through the two open pillars, there'll be a table to the side uh, that you can put your Chromebook on prior to walking through the system. As you walk through, uh, you grab the Chromebook with, or still having your backpack and whatever with you on you, and you go, go right to class. Now, obviously, there could be an alarm because this is going to identify a, a number of items that have contraband. And when I say contraband, I mean really anything that's not allowed on a school campus. So let your imagination run with, if you know you're not supposed to have it, OpenGate could possibly detect it. So if the alert does go off on OpenGate, what happens next? When the alert goes off, there's always a, a person, a staff member, that's standing on the inside of the two open pillars watching uh, as a, there's a green light on top of the system. If it turns red, they'll know that the system detected something that could be possibly a weapon or contraband. At that point, they'll ask that, that person uh, to step to the side. They'll bring that person to a secondary search area. Uh, there are wands uh, as they're as well located. They will check that person separately versus maybe the backpack they're carrying to, to verify what possibly set off the open gate system from occurring. And when this secondary search happens, if something is found that's not allowed on a campus, there's the potential right away there for school discipline and potentially even legal consequences for them. So our advice probably as much as anything is if you shouldn't have it, don't bring it. Absolutely. If you are, if that is found on you going through on campus, going through open gate system, again, weapon or contraband, uh, there, there will be consequences. And our school resource officers that are on campus will be present when this is happening. Any advice, uh, common items that we want to get out in advance for parents and there's kids to be thinking of that uh, might be something they would typically have brought to school in years past that could potentially cause an alarm that maybe they can change out or not bring this year? I think the, the biggest thing that comes to mind, first of all, is knowing that 
when you, if you have a Chromebook, first of all, understand that when you first get to school, knowing to have the Chromebook out, take it out of the sleeve that's normally carried in to make sure that you're ready when you're first approaching OpenGate so there's no delay as students walk through the system, put it on the table as you walk through. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, I would recommend to parents to advise their, their kids to maybe uh, bring in plastic water bottles versus a metal type thermos that could also set it off. Also with the understanding that sometimes uh, uh, it could be a musical instrument. Um, it can sometimes be an umbrella based on the shape. So as long as they have the understanding. So I think it's important that parents speak to their students, their kids um, about this, let them know that this is what could set the open gate off and obviously what you shouldn't have on you or your backpack. Um, but also what could set it off that maybe just be a metal thermos. And that makes me think maybe the important message for some students who never get in trouble and now panic when they think they are, if, if they know there's nothing illegal, so to speak, on campus in their backpack, it may just be another item that secondary search will turn it up and they'll be right on their way. Yeah, I want them to understand this is part of the process, the process to, to ensure that our schools are safe. So if something's, you know, if you go through and the red light goes act goes from green to red and you know you have nothing on you that you shouldn't have, not to be concerned, that's why they have you off to the side to check just to verify, okay, what could have set it off? And usually, like I said, sometimes it can be that metal thermos. It could be an umbrella mm-hmm. or maybe an eyeglass case perhaps. Um, or if you have a lot of metal uh, or binders with the metal in it, it could possibly do the same thing. So to have the understanding is just part of the process to ensure we have a safe environment. Yeah, it makes me think, I always say, say something, see something, that's part of the process. Your search is part of the process that guarantees the school is safe. It doesn't necessarily mean you've done something wrong, Correct. unless you have. Correct. And that's a whole different ballgame. If yeah. you have something, you, the school administrators, law enforcement officer, there'll be a number of people involved in that search. Yes, they understand there are consequences. Yeah. Um, you know, this technology has been used with sporting events, theme parks, all sorts of places. So it, it helps secure large type venues. Why was it chosen for the school district? You did a lot of research into this particular type of, of, of way to protect our schools. Well, obviously, when you look at metal detectors, first of all, trying to understand how that would fit in the school environment, trying to walk that many students through a metal detector, having to take everything out of your pockets. Logistically, it just, it just wouldn't, wouldn't work. Um, so doing the research on weapon detection systems, talking to other organizations or districts that maybe use a weapon detection system, um, how um, not only does it protect the, the students and staff, but also it, it can be used in this type of environment without delay getting students in the class uh, in time. Um, so this system, by doing that, you know, talking again, I've talked to um, even other amusement parks, for example, um, Disney World, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, the other larger sporting events, um, different pro athletes and, and team stadiums that use this all the time as a common practice. And having much more come into a stadium setting versus that we would have into a school setting, but still able to um, have that activity without having delay. That was the important part. Then, then, then it's important. There is that concern. How are you going to get all these students into a school on time? But if this allows them that, that quick search, what are you, you know, can you dive into maybe just some of the specifics in these conversations and particularly with schools, what are you learning that's going to help us implement this system? Uh, basically what we've, when talking to the schools when they first implement a system, anytime you have a new process, we all know there's, there's some, there's a learning mm-hmm. curve at some point and you may change what you first start. 
But students adapt adapt very quickly to this system. Now, for example, I mentioned Chromebooks. When they know at first that you have to get Chromebooks out, and you're at first when the students first get to school, you remind all your students, come get in line, hey, get your Chromebooks out, you know, you know, have it ready. Well, they, after a while, after a week or so, they know they're mm-hmm. ready. They have it ready to go. They understand that process, and they ad- adopt really fast to this, this new, new technique or maybe a new system you're introducing to your school. So it's always been, it's been very positive talking to other school districts of when they implement a new system like this, trying to adjust with the concerns you're having about staffing, about how can I fit this in a school? I have, I have 3,000 students in my school. How's this going to work? How are we going to do this? So there's a couple things that happen. We can help reduce entry points by, from students, maybe sometimes based on the school design. So that helps to streamline that process as well. But it's been very positive talking to the schools that have had this in place for a while. Uh, very positive feedback. The students are very positive because they feel safer. And that's the bottom line. Yes. That they'll know that that school is safer, and hopefully the parents are going to feel a little bit better too, knowing this is happening every day. Yes. So it's going to be a phased rollout that we announced back in the spring when we first initially approved the money the school board did to buy this system. Um, so what does that phased rollout mean? I know it's not at every school, but every school is going to end up with it, with this system. We did a couple things. We wanted to make sure that within Lee County, we, we had so many schools in each of our zones in Lee County. We also wanted to make sure that we, you know, we did some of our high schools, some of our middle schools, some of our elementary schools. We looked at basically, basically some of the schools based on design. Um, and so we started with a certain amount that we felt comfortable with. We walked every campus to make sure what was needed. And that way, when we first start this process, We'll know, you know, know give it a couple of weeks, kind of see how the process is going. And then once we feel this, that each one of those schools has become a smooth process, they feel comfortable. Because uh, sometimes in a new process, you may have to adjust, make some adjustments. You may adjust where the equipment was originally located, may move it back more, maybe, you know, just based on what you're dealing with. Um, so once we feel comfortable, then we'll start, we'll roll out some more schools. But the idea of this whole uh, project is to make sure every school will have a web open gate system before this year ends. Right. And, and I mean, not every parent would understand this, not having gone to every school like you have, but they're all different in terms of how they're set up. So it may be there's some schools with one or two or three entrances, then there's schools with dozens. And so you've really got to figure out where best to put it and get everybody ready to use a system like this. Yeah, it's been very helpful too. walking the campuses, talking with the administration, with our principals. And um, by doing that, we can also, we're, we're finding better ways mm-hmm. of students coming in that we can resolve by using OpenGate. We are able to find ways to lessen entry points in schools, which is safer. Yeah. So that's, that's been very helpful in doing that. Some schools are a little more difficult. Again, like it was said, schools that were built years ago weren't built for this purpose. So it's a little bit of a, sometimes a little bit of, a, of an obstacle sometimes, a little bit harder, but we, we, do, we will accomplish that. Yeah, and this rollout gives those schools, those principals, the opportunity to go see how it's working to better understand how it will work for them, correct? Absolutely. That'd be very, it's going to be very beneficial for those schools that have not started yet to go out to these schools that currently are starting at the beginning of the year and give them an opportunity to observe that process and also talk to the administration to see, you know, what did you find, what changes did you make before I started at my school? It sounds to me a little like OpenGate really has the opportunity to change the school environment. I mean, every single day, because it's really going to keep anything that could help cause trouble off campus. Do you feel the same way? 
Yeah, I think it's going to make a big change. And I think at the end of the day, you know, from talking to students, they want to feel safe. They want to know when they go to school every day that they feel safe in school. I think this is another layer that we're adding to, to give them that mm-hmm. and to, know, to let parents know they are in a safe environment. Another layer to ask about guardians that was board approved. We've got some uh, guardians in training. So talk a little about the guardian program. The guardian program, which is was started back in, in 2018, the Aaron Fies program, after what happened over in Broward County, uh, the concept originally was, was uh, I guess, came up with at that point that because you had to have, to have a, a officer in every single school, well, some jurisdictions just can't do that. So you need a person there that can, that can be there to stop the act of assailant and come onto your school if that was to happen. They created the Guardian program as one of those possibilities that if you, if law enforcement is unable to supply staffing, sufficient staffing to each school, that you could hire a Guardian or uh, have an employee be a Guardian through the local sheriff who would, uh, who would basically represent that program, be the sheriff's program to put that person through their training and there's all, there are minimum requirements by statute of so many hours of training and a certain type of background that must be achieved first. But once that person goes through that, that initial training and is approved, they are a guardian in that school and they are equipped with a firearm, um, trained and, and represented through a program to the, to the local sheriff of that county. So with us uh, this year, we know we, we started this program last year, work on a guardian program. Um, this is a volunteer program that we will, we will have guardians in some of our schools this year. And they'll be, I think for, for parents and for students, they'll be easily identifiable. And that also helps law enforcement. Yes, they will be in uniform. They'll be clearly identified. Uh, you will know they are in your school. You will see them. They will be clearly marked as a guardian. And they'll be working very closely with the school resource officers in every school. And their main responsibility is that active assailant. Their main, that is their primary responsibility is to stop the active assailant. And uh, they've been well-trained through our local Lee County Sheriff's Office. And again, they will be working closely with the school resource officers in those schools. You, you used the, the phrase just a second ago, but this multi-layered approach to security. So now we had some guardians, we had open gate on top of the other layers. What does that approach mean to you? And kind of explain it to those who are listening and how it keeps schools safe. Well, I try to explain when I talk to somebody about layers of security and what that means is we try to provide layers to stop the active assailant from getting into the school and getting to our students and staff. So all these things that we put at the very beginning, as you will, if you look at it from approaching a school, from the, from the guard shack to the fencing to the single point of entry, mm-hmm. uh, control access, um, all these points now with open gate, with guardians, with our school resource officers. You know, we have school resource officers at every single school in Lee County, and some have two. So we've increased those as well. So just as, again, these are layers of security to prevent the active assailant from ever getting to our school or into our school to protect our students and staff. Yeah, there's not just one thing. It's these many things that kind of put up a fence or a barrier, a way to slow somebody down each step of the way. Yes, and this never stops. This is continuous looking into what's available, what works for our district, um, what's happening nationwide, being able to forecast ahead of time. Again, this is about being proactive, not reactive. We don't want to be reactive. We want to be there ahead of time, proactive, having things in place, and we can plan for and continue to look ahead and see how can we, what can we add 
to continue to add to, for more security and safety for our, our schools. I was going to sort of ask you that question next along the lines of this. We don't just stop here. Well, you'll keep looking for companies will develop the next best thing. And, and as you're saying, if it works for the school district, it very well could be implemented in the school district. Yeah, the th- one thing you don't want to be is stagnant. You need to be kind of constantly it's situational awareness as, as well. And part of that is always looking how can we better secure our schools, but also making sure, and, that's, and part of that is training. I think part of it also includes making sure that all of our staff and everybody is part of that to make it successful. Everybody has to take part in that, that, that situational awareness, mm-hmm. keeping our schools safe, secure. And it does start at home as well with the parents. We need the parents' help. It's, it starts with the parents and the families helping us out, helping pass that message along. Um, see something, say something, call, call on us, let us know when there's something they may have heard or see or social media. Our students, same thing, having a way to report things that they think may be suspicious. Yeah, when these tragic incidents happen at, at schools around the country, they, they really shock every parent to the core. Uh, and that's why they get so afraid and so concerned. And so for those parents out there that, you know, for them it's nervous to send their kid back to school. Uh, what would you say to, to help them feel better or, or more safe uh, about sending their child to a school every day? Just to know that we have, in Lee County, we have a great partnership with all of our local law enforcement agencies, the Sheriff's Office, Cape Coral Police Department, Fort Myers Police Department, Sanibel Police Department. And I would let the the public know, and parents, that we are in constant communication with all of our agencies almost every day, talking about things we may have be looking into that could could be suspicious activity, maybe not. But in other words, the point being is when somebody reports something, we don't brush it off. We look into every single complaint, social media threat, whether it's a threat or not, to see, you know, to verify is it a threat, do we look into it further? Um, and, and I think the big part is the communication, situational awareness, constant training, always just being aware and obviously supplying that avenue for, for students um, and for the public to be able to report things. They feel comfortable knowing they can still be remain anonymous mm-hmm. if they want to, but it gets to us so we can look into that information and be ahead of it. Again, not be reactive, but we got to be proactive on this. Yeah, when, these, when you see something on social media, don't necessarily share it with your friends, but share it to law enforcement so that it can be investigated. That's going to get action. Absolutely, yeah. And the faster we get that, the better. I would, I would tell anybody, one thing I was told, I remind everybody is to never think you're wasting our time. Never think you're wasting law enforcement time. You may think that, well, this may be nothing. I don't want to bother them. Bother us. Mm-hmm. Every time, bother us. Let us know what you think may be nothing. It may be something that we're looking for that may help us solve a case. Uh, it may be turn out to be something. It may be nothing, but never, you're never wasting law enforcement's time could prevent something from happening in the future. Absolutely. So we said never think you're wasting anybody's time. It's so important. Oh, good advice. Dave, thanks for joining us. Thank That's you. That's Dave Doolin, Executive Director for the School District of Lee County uh, for Safety and Security. We appreciate the uh, update and introduction to uh, Open Gate that'll be in place in schools throughout the school year, many of them at the beginning, all of them before the year is out. We thank you for your time. Thank we you. We thank you for joining us. We'll be back in uh, September for the next edition of the Lee Schools TV Podcast.